Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Chandler Halderson? Chandler Michael Halderson was born on March 15, 1998. In the summer of 2021, 23-year-old Chandler lived with his 50-year-old father, Bart, and his 53-year-old mother, Krista, in Windsor, Wisconsin, which is just north of Madison. Chandler had a girlfriend named Catherine Mellinder, who went by the name Cat. For some time, Chandler had been perpetuating a number of lies. He claimed that he had an internship with a company named American Family Insurance. Chandler pretended that there was some type of problem to explain why he wasn't being paid. He claimed that he enrolled in an IT program at Madison Area Technical College, also known as MATC, and he told his parents that he would soon be starting a job at SpaceX, the aerospace manufacturer started by Elon Musk. Apparently, he told other lies to different people, including that he was a police scuba diver. Instead of working, being a student, and I guess being a future astronaut or something, Chandler spent his days playing video games. He had attended MATC starting in the spring of 2018. Over the next couple of years, he withdrew from several classes and failed others. By the fall of 2020, he was completely out of the college. Chandler created email accounts and pretended that they were from various representatives at the college and the insurance company. He sent emails back and forth and argued with these imaginary people he created. All the emails were sent from his IP address and those email accounts never sent emails to anyone else. So they were highly dedicated imaginary friends. On June 29, 2021, Chandler's father, Bart, called a representative from the college to find out why he could not get Chandler's transcript. Bart was upset because he believed the college was cheating his son. He was informed that Chandler owed the college about $2,000. He was not a student in the IT program and three people Chandler claimed he was talking to from the college did not work there. Bart scheduled a meeting at the college for July 1. Now moving to the timeline of the crime. Starting at 7.26 a.m. on July 1, Chandler sent a number of text messages to his girlfriend, Kat. He indicated he did not sleep the night before. He said things have not been going well. He had a plan for a great future, but it was falling apart. At 1.03 p.m., he sent a text message to Kat saying that he overheard his parents might be going to their cabin with their friends. At 2.10 p.m., Bart sent a text message to Chandler saying, I'm ready whenever you are, perhaps referencing the meeting at the college. 
Instead of going to the meeting, Chandler shot his father in the back two or three times using an SKS rifle that he had received from a friend only two weeks earlier. Chandler sent his mother Krista a text message indicating that his father's phone was dead and requesting that Krista get him soda on her way home. Krista arrived home at 5.10 p.m. It is believed that Chandler shot her immediately, probably two or three times, although her cause of death was never determined. One minute later, at 5.11 p.m., Chandler created a list on a mobile device containing a variety of entries, including hydrogen peroxide, door handles, move stuff upstairs, get a job, and clean the floor. Starting at 7.49 p.m., he communicated via FaceTime with his girlfriend while he was standing in the shower. At 8.16 p.m., he left the residence and drove to a convenience store. He purchased 20 pounds of ice. It's believed he put his parents in a freezer. At some point that evening, a neighbor smelled something burning. He described it as pungent and like a pig roast. Surveillance cameras showed that Chandler's fireplace was burning throughout the night. On July 2, at 7.02 a.m., Chandler drove to a store and purchased a tarp. He sent text messages to his girlfriend requesting cleaning supplies. His girlfriend spent the night with Chandler in his house. On July 3, at 7.47 a.m., Chandler drove to the town of Roxbury. His mother's legs would later be found in that area. After 10 p.m., he drove to another rural area. On July 4, Chandler spent time with his girlfriend and her family. He sent a text message from his mother's phone trying to make it look like she was at the family cabin with Bart. When her phone transmitted this message, it was in the Halderson family home. That night, Chandler's girlfriend once again stayed over. On July 5, Chandler pretended to go to a physician's appointment. Later that day, he spent time in his girlfriend's mother's home in Cottage Grove. Bart's torso would later be found nearby, as well as tools covered with the blood of both Bart and Krista. Throughout the early morning hours of July 6, the fireplace in the Halderson family home was once again burning. Chandler contacted the police and reported his parents missing on July 7. He said that during the early morning hours of July 1, his parents were picked up by an unknown acquaintance. They had the intention of traveling to the family cabin in White Lake, Wisconsin. Chandler said he received a text message from his mother on July 4, indicating they arrived at White Lake. His parents were planning on attending a parade that same day. The police discovered that there was no parade, and Chandler's parents had never arrived at the cabin. The next day, July 8, Chandler made a number of internet searches starting at 9.44 a.m. This was before any body parts were discovered. Here are the terms he searched for. Body found Wisconsin woman's body found in Wisconsin, Wisconsin dismembered body found, dead body found in Wisconsin, body found in the Milwaukee River, 2021. After 3 p.m., he searched the term Bart and Krista. Chandler was arrested that same day after the remains of his parents were discovered. He was charged in connection with their murders. In January of 2022, Chandler was convicted of two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, two counts of providing false information about a missing person, two counts of mutilating a corpse, and two counts of hiding a corpse. At the time making this video, he has not been sentenced,
but the mandatory sentence for the murder convictions is life in prison. At the upcoming sentencing hearing, the attorneys will be able to argue whether Chandler will ever be eligible for parole. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore. I know you know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in cold blood. And at the center of it all is 25-year-old Sergeant Frank Wooderick. And me. Murder in House 2. A new podcast from Crowd Network. Now moving to my analysis. Was Chandler Halderson actually guilty? Let's look at the factors both for and against the idea of guilt, starting with the inculpatory evidence. Both his parents were murdered and the remains were found in various places around Wisconsin, including in the fireplace of the Halderson family residence and in rural areas that Chandler visited around the time of the murders. In the basement of the Halderson family home, a number of items were recovered, including a bullet covered in Bart's DNA, blood from both Bart and Krista, and a case that had been in Chandler's rifle when the cartridge was discharged. The blood of Chandler's parents was found on his shoes, the fireplace, an axe, a freezer, and on the tarp that he bought at the store on July 2. The tarp was found near one of the disposal sites. It also contained Chandler's fingerprint. Chandler's rifle was found near where his father's torso was found, Surveillance cameras on neighboring houses completely covered the area around the Halderson family home. His parents were never seen leaving the house. Krista's phone was found wrapped in aluminum foil in a shoe under a shelf. Chandler made internet searches about bodies in Wisconsin. He asked his girlfriend for cleaning supplies. He created a to-do list that included cleaning the floor and buying hydrogen peroxide. Chandler acted suspiciously for days. As far as motive, Chandler told a number of lies leading up to the murders. His father had uncovered some of the deception, and his mother was about to find out. Moving to the exculpatory evidence, there are no witnesses to the murders and no video. Chandler had no criminal history. The time of death for Bart and Krista was never determined, and Krista's cause of death is not known. That's about it for exculpatory evidence. There really isn't an alternate theory of the crime. When considering all the evidence, do I think that Chandler was guilty? There is virtually no doubt that he's guilty. This is one of the few cases that can really be characterized as having overwhelming evidence of guilt.
Chandler's public defender did try to help him. During the closing arguments, which lasted only about 30 minutes, she admitted that Chandler lied all the time. She tried to say those lies didn't really matter. All young people lie to their parents. She said she believed the state had proven some of the charges against Chandler. She tried to argue that perhaps there was no premeditation for the murders. So this was not intentional homicide. It was some other type of homicide. She suggested that perhaps it was an accident. The accidental shooting defense is possible when there is one victim who was shot one time. But this case featured two victims, one of whom was shot multiple times. Most of the time when a victim is accidentally shot and killed, the perpetrator does not dismember their body and scatter their parts all over the area. I guess one could argue that Chandler shot his father accidentally, and then his mother came home and slipped on some of Chandler's imaginary scuba diving gear or something. It's just difficult to find any scenario where Chandler is not guilty. What do I think happened in this case? This is just a theory, my opinion. Chandler Halderson was impulsive, reckless, self-centered, grandiose, arrogant, and overconfident. On his LinkedIn profile, he listed one of his abilities as critical thinking skills. Chandler wanted to be successful, but he did not have the corresponding work ethic. He desperately wanted people to believe that he was important and special. In particular, he wanted to impress his parents. Somehow, he thought that impersonating a scuba diving SpaceX employee was the best way, which kind of validates any concerns his parents may have had about his abilities. He wasn't even good at making up believable lies. Chandler hoped that he could keep up the charade forever, but his father figured out that something was going on. Chandler knew that his mother would soon know as well. She may have already known. Either way, Chandler was full of shame. Killing his parents was his way of escaping that shame and building a new future for himself so he could get back to his plan of becoming successful. He overestimated his intelligence and believed he could outsmart law enforcement. He tried all different ways of disposing of his parents' bodies, but left behind a substantial quantity of evidence. I think he would have been convicted of this crime even if his parents' bodies were never recovered. He just left behind too much physical evidence at the house and, of course, digital evidence with those search terms. Now moving to my final thoughts. Between the murders and his arrest, a few people became nervous or frightened around Chandler. So people who interacted with him during that time noticed that something was off. They could sense that his behavior was unusual and they were concerned that he was dangerous. This intuition is a valuable life-saving feeling that should never be dismissed. Bart and Krista probably did not have this intuition because Chandler was their son. So they may have had it about other people, but he was immune. They figured that he was safe to be around. They wanted what was best for him and always thought well of him. Chandler was able to use this against them in an ultimate betrayal. His best chance of being successful was through his relationship with his parents. He not only destroyed them, he destroyed his future. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. 
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.